Information sharing is talked about more and more, but how effective is it really at curbing financial cyber fraud? Here, Steve Wigington, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Illinois, talks about the role U.S. attorneys throughout the country are playing to enhance cybersecurity information sharing and education among law enforcement and banking institutions. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Good afternoon, Tracy. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Steve, could you give us a little background about how your office is involved with information sharing, especially when it comes to cyber crimes that are affecting banking institutions? Absolutely. Attorney General Eric Holder has directed all 93 United States attorneys to be not just case processors, but to be community problem solvers. And in order to be an effective community problem solver in the 21st century, uh, we need to share information, and not just among law enforcement, but also with private industry. So each of the 93 U.S. attorneys, including our office here in Southern Illinois, uh, participates in a number of um, task forces that combine both state and local law enforcement as well as federal law enforcement together with private industry so that we can share potential threats to our banking institutions and our credit agencies. Here in Southern Illinois, Tracy, we participate in uh, several specific regional task forces. For example, uh, we participate in the Tri-County Financial Crimes Task Force. We also participate in another task force uh, known as the Southern Illinois Bank Fraud Working Group. And finally, we have a Southern Illinois Identity Theft Task Force. All of these task forces in one way or another touch upon those issues that may affect banking institutions. With respect to the Tri-County Financial Fraud Coalition, this coalition is comprised of financial institutions and local and state police along with our office and the IRS, the U.S. Secret Service, and the FBI. And that task force meets uh, at least quarterly here in the United States Attorney's Office. The Southern Illinois Bank Fraud Working Group is coordinated by the FBI. And that meets on a quarterly basis as well. For example, the next meeting in one part of our state here in Effingham, Illinois, meets on, on November 19th. and then. Another uh, meeting is scheduled on November 20th in Marion. And finally, the Southern Illinois Identity Theft Task Force puts on two-hour training sessions around Southern Illinois. And, and our jurisdiction represents 38 counties, everything south of Springfield. So basically, if you cut the state in half, uh, we have 38 counties. We have about 1.25 million people, primarily um, a suburb and uh, agricultural rural area. Uh, but we do try to do a, quite a bit of community outreach and sharing information with the banking industry and the financial services institutions. Steve, you've talked about how these regional meetings really help to share information with banking institutions. But what about the other direction? Have these meetings helped law enforcement better understand some of this financial cyber crimes that banking institutions are facing? Oh, absolutely. The banking institutions are the front line of defense in uh, what we see as computer intrusion efforts or hacking efforts. So we want to know what is happening uh, on the front lines, what they are seeing on a day-to-day -day basis of individuals or groups trying to intrude into their computer systems. Uh, we also stay very vigilant with them on skimming techniques at their ATM machines that we've seen across the country over the last couple of years. We want to get as much information from our banking institutions as possible 
in order to um, share that with our national partners, you know, FBI headquarters or Secret Service headquarters, and with our colleagues at Maine Justice in Washington, D.C. What may happen in another district, uh, for example, what may happen on the east or west coast may not hit the Midwest uh, for several months. So we will get intelligence summaries from other districts as to what they're seeing, what's being reported to them from the financial services industry or banking institutions as potential threats. And so we can warn our banking institutions early or vice versa. They can, they can warn us what they're seeing. What about sharing some of this information with other industries and sectors? Well, it's not just banking institutions, but uh, for example, on the West Coast, I know that the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Northern District of California, which is based in San Francisco, is one of the leaders in the computer hacking to intellectual property defenses, and they work regularly and, and meet regularly with probably hundreds, if not thousands, of individuals in the technology industry in Silicon Valley. Uh, that office actually was the original uh, founder of the computer hacking and intellectual property section, which is now referred to in the Department of Justice as the CHIPS section. And each U.S. Attorney's Office has a CHIPS coordinator to work with industry who have technology that may be susceptible to cyber attack. You know, both the Attorney General and former FBI Director Robert Mueller have stated publicly that, you know, the biggest threat posed to our institutions, our financial institutions, our power grids, our cyber attacks that begin outside the boundaries of the United States. Is there ever a time, Steve, when some of these regional groups come together for a national meeting? There are national conferences for the banking industry. Those are primarily led by private sector and not by the Department of Justice. Uh, due to sequestration, uh, there has been a, a sharp uh, decrease, if not an actual uh, just elimination of our ability to do national conferences at this time, and, and I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. But most of the national conferences are put on by either trade associations in the private sector or by institutions themselves, perhaps the, the large banking and financial services industry. And so based on the information that you've collected so far this year, what would you say, Steve, are some of the emerging trends that we can expect to see in 2014? And what cyber threats should banking institutions and law enforcement be most focused on? Well, I, I think uh, from at the very retail um, Main Street threat is your identity theft, the ability to get your identity and access your account, your bank account, or your credit card account. That would be the most basic threat, and that's the one that we see uh, substantial growth in, uh, not just by individual groups here, but foreign groups. Uh, earlier this year in New Jersey, they took down a group of, I believe, 13 to 18, I, I can't recall the last count, individuals were indicted in a scheme of identity theft that was conducted overseas in seven different countries, but it targeted the United States and they took in over $200 million. It was the last count, but that was going upwards, according to the FBI. And that involved the stolen identities of over 7,000 U.S. citizens. So we do see large-scale identity theft rings as an emerging threat conducted by organizations located overseas. We also see the skimming threat. There's all these uh, devices now that individuals can put into a gas pump at a service station or into your ATM and steal your information. We actually prosecuted a case here 
prosecuted five individuals out of a local restaurant who used a scammer and each time the customers were paying with their credit card, they would take it back and they'd run it through a skimmer device which would download all of the credit card information and then they would return it to the customer's table and the customer would not be aware that all of their credit card information had just been stolen. And just very timely, as of yesterday, right now, right across the river from us in St. Louis, Missouri, they're looking at over 300 individuals who may have had their credit information stolen by use of a skimming device at either ATMs or um, service stations, convenient marts located in the St. Louis area. So those are some of the emerging trends we see in terms of identity theft. Obviously, you know, there are individuals and organizations located uh, domestically and internationally who would uh, love to intrude our banking systems on a very large scale to either steal information or to cause economic disruption to the United States by somehow corrupting the financial system. So that's also a threat. Steve, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I think it's important that your audience knows, and, and I, I understand that a lot of your audience may be individuals in the security industry, in the banking industry, that, that it's important for the banking industry to report early and often. It's also important for retailers to report early and often. You know, it's been my experience, you know, being here for a little over three years now, that you know, three years ago, large retailers did not want to report when their systems had been intruded and their customers' information stolen because it was an embarrassment. I think that mentality is changing now, but we need early and often reporting. And to fight crime in the 21st century, we need to have partnerships. We can no longer operate in federal silos or state silos or local law enforcement silos. We need to all be partners, not just in law enforcement, but we need to join arms with our friends in the private sector to combat those who wish to do all of us harm. Steve, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Well, thank you, Tracy. It's been a pleasure. Again, we've just heard from Steve Wigington, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Illinois. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.